Wow, I never thought I'd be rescued, especially by such a little dragon. Uh, what I mean is, I always believed in you, Spyro. You gotta believe. <laughs>what's going on everybody welcome back to the frantic thoughts podcast it's a podcast celebrating video games and entertainment and also has a little bit of a blog element to it as always each and every week we start off the show with the topic of the week 3d platformers so 3d platformers are coming back the mascot platformer as it were is back in the front lines so my question for everybody is do you think this is going to be a huge revival for the genre so here's some examples we got ukulele which came out from a kickstarter we got hat in time which was a kickstarter that got successfully funded these games were success successful in uh being created and sales wise and reception wise they're hit or miss like ukulele some people really liked it some people didn't same thing with uh What's the next one I just said? Hat in Time. I like that game a lot. I love that game, actually. I feel like that game had a really decently strong critical reception. It's not as popular as the other games, of course. Uh, we got Sony releasing Knack 2, which, you know, Knack's the greatest of all time, honestly. But, you know, a game I've never played. Uh, we have the Spyro Trilogy. This is what actually spurred this discussion and just spurred this topic in the first place. Spyro Trilogy got announced. I think I mentioned it last week. Uh, yeah, I had like a little insert in there where it got announced. Uh, yeah, Spyro Trilogy got announced. And the reason why I feel like it got announced is because the Crash Insane Trilogy did so well for them. And uh, I think it said... Okay, I was looking it up earlier. It sold over 3 million copies. And there's a Switch version and an Xbox slash Steam version coming out soon. Uh, yeah, that it, Activision did it because fans desired it. And it sold so well that they're doing it for Spyro now. So do you think that maybe eventually they're going to come up with or ha have a release of a brand new Crash game? And what would that even be? If, if they came out with a brand new Crash Bandicoot game, I don't know what they would even do with it. Would it be just level by level? And would they continue the formula from the original series? Or would they come up with some new open world levels? Would they do like a Mario Odyssey style where they have the open levels and you kind of explore and collect things? I don't know what you would do. The platforming is so unique. Uh, the thing with Crash... It's a 3D platformer, but it's similar to if you took a 2D platforming style and put it into a 3D platforming, so you're just mostly going through a stage from one section to the end in a line. You either go to the left to the right, you go forward to the back, up to down, or down to up, whatever. It's not like a Mario game, and it's not like a Spyro game, which we'll get to in a second. So what would you do? Would you just do more Crash? I mean, I would be fine with that if they had similar styles, even took the same exact art style or even same assets from Crash Insane Trilogy, kind of revamped them and made, you know, 50 more levels, put it out with a new little story and new cinematics and stuff. It'd be a lot of fun. Do it like a budget title, like $39.99, something like that. 
I'd be in for that. So, I think at E3, during Sony's press conference, they're going to have the Crash mascot come out on stage and say, Hey, Crash is coming out. Which I will be doing E3 predictions this year. That's later on, though. A few more weeks from now. I'm getting excited about E3, guys. E3, it's like Christmas. It's like Christmas all over again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if they did it for cr a Crash... That's successful. The Spyro Remaster uh, Reignited Trilogy that's coming out in September. That's going to be a huge success too. That thing has been asked, asked for so much. Just as much as the Crash stuff was asked for a long time ago. So, I think that a Spyro game, like Modernized Spyro, would actually work a lot more in this era. Because those levels are more designed for you to explore and to find different objectives inside these different worlds. And it's more of an open environment. So it can feel more like a Super Mario Odyssey, which I keep going back to. But that game is like ultimate platforming bliss. You know, you think of a mascot platformer that's perfect. You're going to think of Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Odyssey, something like that. So if Spyro took some cues from Mario and made big open worlds and added, you know, different power-ups and some fun stuff along the way, that could be a successful game too. I feel like Crash could do that too. If they just had the similar gameplay of the original Crash, but then they added new mechanics to it. Maybe he gets like, I don't know, like lighter jumps. If you get like little wings, you can do like a little hover and do little movements with that. Or, you know, anything. You can think of a lot of different things. Uh, it's hard to do that and not cross the line into gimmicky. So we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, i I don't know what else they could do for like a mascot platformer. They have Super Lucky's Tale, which looks like it's very nice looking game. I haven't played it myself. It's on Game Pass. I might give it a go. But I feel like this genre is going to stick around for a long time because people who grew up in the 90s, early 2000s, you know, around my age actually. So I say mid to late 20, mid to late 20s, early 30s, people around that age, they kind of grew up playing these games these crashes these spiros uh these gexes oh come on oh i saw this pitch i almost said bitch this pitch <laughs> for a gex uh like a reboot of gex right but it's him making commentary it's just a really weird really weird and meta thing but it's gex making commentary on video games going forward going into different levels that are different versions of games so there would be like a dark souls level but gexified you know and then there'd be like a battle royale mode gexified and stuff like that making fun of current trends having little hints and teases at oh this is a microtransaction just kind of making fun of the industry a little bit but having video games as the center of the stuff that it's spoofing have like a gta style level instead of spoofing spoofing movies and games that would be a cool game uh, I would play that in an instant. That'd be fun. It'd be interesting. Different. Uh, I was thinking, what if they brought back Conquer? I mean, they have rare. Uh, they have rare, and I know they're making Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves is whatever. It's okay. Uh, but we need. I could see them bringing up back Conquer. Do bad bad for day two, or they do like a new. What's the name? Well, Banjo Kazooie. Banjo. 3e <laughs> i guess it would be whatever but i mean i could see them bringing that back or they have a new battle toads which is a 3d platformer or a side scroller but like you know rendered out with 3d animation 
So there's a lot of possibilities. Come on, guys. Let's bring back Pack World. Pack World. Let's do it. No, let's let's not bring Pack World back. I forgot that even existed. I just kind of like in the corner of my eye. My PS2 games are right there. I just saw Pack World. Pack World like glow under the light. Like talk about it. You got to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the game's kind of. Eh. It's all right. It. I used to play it a lot as a kid. But when you're a kid, you you get a game, you treasure that game, you play it over and over again. That's that's the situation I was in with that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah. What do you guys think about 3D platformers? Do you think they're going to be something that sticks around? Or do you think it's just a fad? Like, it's a nostalgic fad. Like, everybody's just going to say, eh, we had enough of that. Everything got brought back that we wanted. Uh, they made a couple of new games, and we're kind of done with it again for a while. Do you think they're going to make a new Banjo? Do you think they'll, they'll make a brand new Crash Bandicoot? Do you think they'll make a new Spyro? Uh, I'm assuming they'll just make another a Knack game coming out. And I'm assuming there's gonna, going to be a new Ratchet & Clank. Uh, that other Ratchet and Clank did really well. The game did, at least. The movie, not so much, but the game killed it, and people loved it. Uh, you know, one game that I know Sierra would specifically like, my girlfriend, of course, uh, if you're new to the show, <laughs> she would love a new Sp uh, Sly Cooper game, which I have kind of popped into the series here and there, but haven't actually stuck with it, which eventually I'll play them. It's just one of those that's on my backlog, like ever-present backlog, you know. <laughs> uh, but they actually teased okay so they came out with the fourth game of Sly and at the very end after you get all the trophies which is really hard apparently I, I wouldn't know um, there's a little tease that oh he's still alive but he's lost in time and they thought that the fifth Spy uh, Sly game would be him lost in time because the fourth one is about jumping times but this one would be more him randomly teleporting between time periods and time periods being mixed up and stuff like that i don't know if that's ever going to come to fruition but hey i'd i'd love to see it because just these colorful and fun games the more there are on the market the better in my opinion so what do you guys think let me know in the comments or on the forums at cartridge club so uh <laughs> we're gonna do a, a little recommendation time here one minute worth of recommendations if you're new to the show I take one random topic from anything in the universe, most likely going to be about entertainment, and I recommend some stuff for one minute, and that's it. So I try to pack it all as much as I possibly can. So here we go. Recommendation minute in three, two, one, go. So this week I figured I would talk about some kids' cartoons that adults will like too. I want to name three specific ones. There's Steven Universe. I've talked about Steven Universe a lot. It's one of my favorite cartoons that is out currently. It's all about accepting one another. It's about love. It's about family. And it's really fun. It has silly episodes that are funny. It has some filler episodes that are kind of like, eh. But it has really great musical numbers that will fill you with emotion, make you tear up, and you will really care about these characters even though they're silly sometimes. We have Gravity Falls, which is kind of like an anthology series. It has a lot of Twilight Zone moments in these twins that are stuck in the woods with their crazy uncle it's a really good show it's on disney it's already done so that one you can watch from beginning to end and the ducktales reboot i just saw that is actually being moved to the proper disney channel it was on disney xd at first which is like the 80s Dis ducktales but revamped for the modern day and it's really 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 good and that's been one minute Nothing like takes the breath out of me. Like, okay, I'll be talking straight for a minute. <laughs> okay, uh, we're gonna do 
the next section, which is what's happening, what have I been up to this week? I finally finished The Last of Us again. That game's incredible. I took my sweet time with it this time. I looked at everything. I read all the notes. I, I explored every single room. Uh, it probably took me almost 18 hours to play that game this time because I was taking my time. And I just had a good time. I wanted to experience it 100%. Last time I felt like I rushed through it. I wanted to see everything. So if there was something interesting over there, I would go look at it for a little bit. I, I was just kind of around that game. I was just taking my time, and it's such a good game. Uh, the way they use stealth and how harrowing it feels to get through different sections of the game. And the stealth is difficult, but that's on purpose. And... I feel like that's one of the best games ever made, so I'm glad I replayed it. Uh, I'm going to play the DLC soon, probably this week, because I've never played that. So that's going to be an all-fresh new take, and I've really looked forward to it. But I beat that game, and I was like, man, I want to just pop into something I know I can beat relatively quickly. So I went and I played Thomas Was Alone. That game was pretty cool. Uh, I have some issues with the platforming, but it was kind of plays into the mechanics of the game. So you play as different squares or rectangles. If you haven't played this, it's an indie game made by Mike Bithell. And he makes a lot of different games. There's a new one he just made called Subsurface Circular. So I haven't played that one either, but he's been making lots of little indie games. And this is the first one he made. It's a few years old. I bought it on Limited Run Games for 30 bucks. I don't know. Like, that's how much Limited Run Games cost generally, about $29.99. Then they got that $5 shipping. They throw it on there. But I really wanted... The, the way I got that one was they have this mystery box around Black Friday time, and I just bought the mystery box. Like, hey, I'll get whatever game they throw in there. I got Thomas Was Alone. So I been, I played through the whole, the whole thing in one sitting. It took me about four or five hours. It wasn't super long. There were some platforming elements in some things in that game that were frustrating. Uh, like, the thing is, is you play with different rectangles, and and sometimes you have a rectangle that has to jump on top of other ones to get up to different platformers, to get up to different platforms. And so you'd have to line the rectangles up, jump, jump, jump that little one up, then go up to the next one with both, because you switch between re each rectangle with the, tr uh, the shoulder buttons. So, so basically you line them up, jump the little one up, jump the two medium-sized ones up, flip between the rectangles again, line them up, have the little one jump up, and you do it over and over again, and you do it like 10 times, and it's like, okay, I know, I can see the end of the puzzle, I can see the solution to the puzzle, but it takes a little bit of tedious movements to get there, and that was getting a little frustrating near the end, especially on some of the later stages of the game. Uh, when you beat the game, there is some stuff that unlocks, and I've played most of those, but I kind of was like, eh, I think I'm done with this for now, and maybe I'll go back to those stages. But all in all, there's like a story in the background of this game, and it actually has a story with narration and everything, which is very fascinating, and there's a lot to it. So if you haven't tried it out, and you like kind of like re kind of weird, quirky indie games, I would suggest you go try Thomas Was Alone. I think if you like puzzle games similar to like Portal, it's not as refined or as fast and, and as fluid as Portal, but it has that same thought process like, oh... I don't really get how to do this room and then you mess around for a bit and you're like oh eureka i got it you know like the best puzzle games have you get that moment that eureka moment that happens quite a bit in this game and i had a good time with it so 
it's a nice little fun little thing to sit down and play one evening if you have you know four four hours or so to sit around and, and mess around with a cool puzzle game. I liked it. Uh, what else did I do this week? We oh I played, which is pretty cool. I I played Overwatch Redemption. Uh, Redemption? No, it's Re- Retribution. I played a decent amount of games this week actually. I'm pretty happy with that. I've been playing a lot of games lately. This week's felt kind of jam-packed with games, which is nice. Uh, we get, I played Overwatch Retribution. I played about five matches of it. played uh, one on PC, two on Xbox, and two on PS4. Since I have this game on everything. <laughs> uh, I kind of don't care about the cosmetics on Overwatch anymore. Um, they're great. They're really cool. But if I get them, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But I'm not like actively looking for them anymore. It's just not what I do anymore. It's a fun game to play with friends, a fun game to pop in for a match here and there, but I'm kind of just kind of done with being hardcore about Overwatch. It's a couple years old now, and I'm just kind of moving on to other stuff, but I like having it there if I ever want to jump into a match or if some people are playing and they need somebody to join. Uh, I'll always play. So for me, I'm just like, okay, I'll play a little bit. <laughs> That's about it. But yeah. I like the new mode. It, it's cool how Overwatch does this with, you know, you're playing a deathmatch game. Well, I mean, it has objectives, of course, but it's pretty much a deathmatch game with, uh, you know, you move the payload, you secure a point, whatever. But they're adding these PvE modes, so that's what Retribution is. And then there was another one that's in the London map, which I can't think of the name right now off the top of my head. I'm sure if you're a big Overwatch fan, you know it off the top of your head. I'm just, I'm blanking on it right now. I've been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> uh, but... I like the new one. It kind of showed some backstory like eight years earlier than like the main storyline, quote unquote, of Overwatch. And you see just a little bit more characterization from McCree and Moira and who else is in there? Reaper, which he has a real life person name in that. I forgot. I don't know what his name is. It's like General or no, it's like Soldier Soldier 27, I think. I think. I could be wrong, but it's cool to see like. These characters that you just kind of like, oh, these have fun powers and they're fun characters. They actually see them doing stuff in a story setting that's not just like a short. It's actually part of the game. They should have like 20 of these, in my opinion. This should be like a whole entire mode. They should have the these string together in line to make like a little like mini story mode. That'd be awesome. Like if they did that, it'd blow me away because what they could do, right, since they have these animated shorts, they could stick those even inside this... Uh, story mode so you introduce a character you do a wave based pve thing you do a little challenge room whatever then you go to the next one and the next one and you would string it together two hours four or five hours of content and that's a story mode and you'd have this forever in overwatch that would be killer but i don't know if they're going to do something like that but it just feels like they're playing with it the idea and the concept of it and, and the mode was actually pretty fun. I had a good time. And they have like different uh, snipers, good gunners that come in. And it's just cool. I have a blast. I had a blast playing it, honestly. It's it's just fun. Overwatch has always been a fun game. So seeing them add more to it was pretty awesome. Also, uh, last week, I was rendering out the episode of Friday Thoughts. And uh, I, got, I saw a message on Discord on the PC gaming chat. If you want to be a part of the Cartridge Club Discord, it's bit.ly slash club discord. And it's always going to be there if you guys want to come in and chat. This random plug for it. I love being over there. Lots of really cool discussions go down over there. Uh, I saw Derek from Tudork, D13, saying, hey, does anybody want to play PUBG? I'm rendering Friday Thoughts, and I'm like, you know what? 
and render I'll, I'll jump in there so I played for with him and I think it was his friends might have been a relative but mostly some of his friends we had a squad of four we didn't really win anything we we're kind of bumbling around a little bit I was making fart noises and burping and my dog started barking and you know all this stuff because you know I don't know every time I get into squad mode I turn on this like weird wacky version of me who's just kind of being dumb but it is what it is. I had a really good time playing. Uh, my PC sucks though for for PUBG. Uh, I can play Fortnite okay. I have to adjust the settings and it renders it pretty okay. Uh, but yeah, I had fun playing PUBG and I got like one or two kills. <laughs> uh, we were playing a desert map. They have this newer desert map and it was awful. It's just not that fun to play in my opinion. But that continues to be a pretty cool game. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes too. So I played this game. Uh, what's the name of it? So Cliffy B Studio, Boss Key Studios had Lawbreakers, and they said they announced like last week or week or two weeks ago, like, "Oh, we're sorry, but we're not gonna be actively developing on this. We're gonna be working on something new." They kind of hinted at it, and then they released it, and I jumped onto it. What was the name of that game though? Hawthorne Heights? No, it's not Hawthorne Heights. That's just a really crappy emo band I liked when I was thirteen. Uh. <laughs> it, if you want to just like sit there and just cringe at how bad some music is go look up hawthorne heights terrible music i thought they were the edgiest shit when i was like 13 like 13 to 14 like i was a freshman in high school and this music blew me away i was like dude this is the hardest of hardcore music it's so emotional i can get into this i love it so much and i it's terrible. It's awful music. It's just like one of those embarrassing things. But the name of the game is Radical Heights. <laughs> it came to me as I was talking. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of it's it's interesting. It's a battle royale game, like the other ones, like PUBG and Fortnite. It has more of a Fortnite aesthetic to it, like color wise, like it's colorful and it's kind of an urban environment. But it plays a little more like PUBG. But it has like this Smash TV like style to it. it has like this 80s game show style to it you can like get like a purple mullet ride a bmx bike it has a really cool style but it's very very early access it's they even say it jokingly that it's extremely early ac access with like x you know extremely yeah they did that <laughs> but um i found the game to be pretty fun um i played like three or four matches and then the fourth match, I started having so, like, unplayable glitches. But my PC, like I said before, isn't the best. So it, it actually is running decently on most computers. But it's kind of funny to kind of walk into this building and there's just no textures on the wall. It's just that early. It's really early. Uh, my gun, I, I picked up a new gun and it was just kind of floating where my hands should have been. I was like, uh, I don't think that's supposed to be like that. <laughs> and I kind of like glitched through a couple floors and I was riding a BMX bike and it hit a rock and I was like, oh cool, I could do a trick. But the back tire stuck to the rock and then my character kind of just flew out of the bike and I rolled down the hill, like not rolled, but you know, I slid down the hill in like a standing animation. It just looks so janky and I was like, okay, well I'm going to uninstall uninstall this until either A, I have a better PC or B, 
they updated a bit, which I'll probably just wait for some updates. But I do like the concept. You earn money and you can uh, deposit it to an, an offshore account. So either you can use that money that you deposit when you kill people or you earn it during different events during the match, which is cool too. They have like a event where money rains from the sky and you can stand underneath the money and just collect money. But, you know, of course you're going to be out in the open and people are going to try to kill you because, you know, you're doing that. So it's risk-reward. But you can put it in your offshore account and you can either use it for cosmetic skins or weapons. I think it is weapon skins. I didn't, I'm not sure on that one. But I know for sure had different outfits and, you know, 80s short shorts, cut off short shorts and stuff like that. Ch cheesy stuff. But it's cheesy in a fun way. And I, I think that it has potential. I'm, I'm, I don't want to hate on it, right? Like outright hate on it before it actually reaches its potential. And it's funny, uh, Fortnite and PUBG servers were down the other day. I think yesterday, everybody was playing that game. Like Twitch, it was like the number one game on Twitch. So, I mean, it's probably going to stick around. And I think more Battle Royale games are going to pop up like this that are kind of early and janky, but still have some promise and are fun. It has a new concept at least. And... I wouldn't say it's a horrible game. It just has a long way to go. Okay. Whew. There's a lot of talking. We tried to see a movie the other day. We tried to see this movie called Isle of Dogs, which is a Wes Anderson movie, and it looks really incredible. Uh, the trailers really wowed me. Um, and I also noticed, so it's Isle, like island, Isle of Dogs. If you say it fast, it sounds like you're saying I love dogs. Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. See? See it? Hear it? Isle of Dogs. So, that's just a random thing. Uh, we went and seen that. We were in the movie. We were, we're sitting there just chilling, eating popcorn. And about an hour in, they do like a quick cut to something. And then everything just goes black and there's silence in the theater. I was just like, what the hell? And uh, what happened is the electricity went out. But, of course, I'm sitting here thinking, what is Wes Anderson doing? Is this just a weird edit? Did he just like do a 10-second black screen just for effect right here? But no, the power went out and they gave us like a voucher coat, uh, voucher cards and stuff. It was annoying. So I saw half of that movie and I liked the half I saw. So we'll eventually go see it again. But we're like kind of not thrilled about watching it now because we have to rewatch the first hour. It's kind of like, a, oh, well, <laughs> um, I have, I talked about my car for like a month on this podcast and I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to sell that car for a thousand bucks. It looks like it's actually going to sell. So that's cool. This is a random tidbit. Uh, people, the people that are at Midwest Gaming Classic this week, I'm sorry I couldn't make it. I wish I could have, but, you know, money stuff. I uh, love you all. I wish I was there, and I'll see you all at Chicago or C3 or Cartridge Con, whatever. I'm definitely 100% going to be there. Requested time off from work. That's going to happen. Chicago in July. I think it's July 26th, I think, something like that. I will be there. It's going to be a good time. Probably hopefully be bringing a camera so we can make some videos and podcast a little bit and have a good time. Besides making stuff, I just want to meet everybody in person. That's going to be cool. Uh, one last thing I did this week is, remember I said I'm going to try to make Monday videos on my YouTube channel. I did make a video. I made a video about Goofy Movie. I I think it came up pretty good. I rewatched it like a couple times like after I uploaded a few days later, you know, you get, get like a fresh set of eyes. There's little things that I wanted to improve, especially on my narrating, my style of narrating. And I, there's a couple of words I said kind of awkwardly, but generally if 
I thought it came out good. And at the end of the process of editing it, it took me like a few hours to edit it. I was doing it on and off during one of my days off. I was like actually really happy with it. I got a little emotional. I'm like, man, I love doing this. It's such a good time. So if you guys want to check that out, it's on my YouTube channel. So I'm going to go to the last and final section of the show, which is the news of interest. Was that good enough? Let's try it again. <clears throat> the news of interest. That one was better. That one was a lot better. Okay. <laughs> There's a few little news stories. Uh, that Xbox announced some Xbox back compat games. Oh, I had them pulled up. Where did it go? Where did it go? Hold on. Recently closed tabs. I must have closed it without even realizing it. God, how did how do I do this? This one's coming from Windows Central. That's where I found this. Well, I watched the Xbox Inside Xbox stream. It's kind of like a sad uh, Nintendo Direct. It wasn't that impressive. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of mean, but it's kind of true. The only, the most interesting thing is they had Michael Ironsides on there. Or Michael Ironside? How do you say his name? Side or side? Side. Uh, for the guy who does Splinter Cell's voice. Splinter Cell's voice. That's bad. I don't even know the main character's name. Splinter Cell's main character's name? Main character. Sam Fisher. What? I knew that. Why didn't I? <laughs> anyway, he kind of hinted that there's going to be a new Splinter Cell came, game coming out. He didn't 100% say that. He's like, well, I'm looking forward to doing more stuff with Sam in the future. And he kind of just looked at the camera, like, winking a little bit. It's like, uh-huh. So, look forward to Splinter Cell game being announced at E3 this year, I'm assuming. Uh, there's 360 games receiving Xbox One enhancements on April 10th. So, this has already happened. Darksiders, Gears of War 2, Portal 2, Red Dead Redemption, Sonic Generations, and Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Sonic Generations was just put on there as the only one that wasn't already on back compat for 360. But the coolest thing is seeing Red Dead Redemption in 4K. Everything looks cleaned up. This is the way you want to play this game. It's almost a free remaster. I was looking at some screenshots and it looks insane. I wish I had an X and I wish I had a 4K TV so I can experience it. But for those of you who have an Xbox One X, a 4K TV, and a copy of Red Dead Redemption on Xbox 360, get to enjoy 4K Red Dead running at 30 frames per second, solid 30 frames per second, and it looks gorgeous. It's, it's already a beautiful game. When it came out on PS3, it blew my mind. And, yeah. Wow. It looks like it's going to be a really good addition to that, so it'd be a good time to replay that game just just because. Uh, there's a lot of original Xbox games coming out, so here's the list for the games that are coming out on April 17th. So these are going to be available for the Xbox One. So if you have these games in disc form, original Xbox games, you can pop them into your Xbox One, and these will download a little patch, and you can play. And you can also buy them on Xbox Live. So... These on April 17th will be available, so in a few days, will be available for you to do that that very process with. You've got Blinks the Time Sweepers. <clears throat> Let's do more of an announcer, announcer voice for this. Blinks the Time Sweeper, Breakdown, Conquers Live and Reloaded, The Elder Scrolls III, Morrowind, Hunter the Reckoning, Jade Empire, Panzer Dragoon, Orta, which that's freaking rad, SSX3, so that's pretty cool. And then, 
I guess uh, nine days after that, on April 26th, here's more games. Lots of Star Wars in here, too. We got Destroy All Humans, Full Spectrum Warrior, Mercenaries, Playground of Destruction, MX Unleashed, Panzer Elite Action, Fuels of Glory. And that one's only for European listeners here. Sorry. <laughs> It'll probably be in America, too, eventually. Star Wars Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Star Wars Jedi Knight Academy. Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. That's Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. That's okay. Star Wars Jedi Starfighter. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2. Uh, the Sith Lords. I think one was already on there, so that they're just continuing that. And then Star Wars Republic Commando to round it out. So this is cool. I love how Xbox is supporting their old titles, making these classic titles available to play on your new system. And these are all going to be upscaled to 1080p, and that makes the game look a lot better. And the, the best part about it is they don't have to do anything to the game's original code. So say you pop in, for example, Destroy All Humans, it's going to take the textures, the assets that were in the game, and display them in the proper resolution that they were originally made not downsized and downgraded for the original xbox hardware they can take what the developers made and make it the look make it look the best it ever has to do and the developers don't have to do anything extra it's just included in this new system so xbox is really re-upping and they're really trying hard to make the their library that extended back to the original xbox their legacy available for you to play in the best possible resolution, the best possible gameplay manner. Everything's going to look fantastic. And that's that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy they're doing this. And Xbox One's my first Xbox, guys. I, I never had a 360. I never had an original Xbox. I have since then bought an original Xbox and I have an Xbox One. But still, it's really cool to be able to say, hey, here's this title, Psychonauts or whatever. I think Psychonauts is on there. I have a copy of that. Pop it in there. I've destroyed all humans. That's a, the example I just gave. I can pop it in there right now and play it. Well, on April 26th. But you know what I mean. That's cool. And I hope they keep doing it. I feel like in, in um, E3. I keep saying E3 this episode. It's it's on the horizon. It's like a little less than two months away. Uh, so that's close. So that's why I keep bringing it up. Because it's on my mind. This stuff is, you like start to see like the little threads and needles, like what they're going to do, what they're going to announce at E3, like way before it even happens. Uh, I feel like they're going to say, here's 50 games that are ready to go for back, back compat, or here's 100 games, bam, like on their show floor during the press conference. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, one little tiny quick hit news story, which just popped in my head, so this is going to be really quick. Bethesda announced at E3 there's going to be games for all shapes and sizes, games for people with all different tastes. So they are saying basically there's going to be a lot of variety during their press conference, which got announced a while ago. It's the first one again. I think it's the Sunday before E3 starts. So that's cool. Uh, I saw a video. If if you guys want to see more on the Spider-Man PS4 game, go to Game Informer. They released a combat system video this combat system looks insane it looks like you can basically juggle enemies in the air you can do like web shooter bombs and different things it looks like you remember spider-man 2 playing but better <laughs> so spider-man 2 for the ps2 was 
mind blowing at the time. It was you felt like Spider Man when you played that game. Um, this game feels like it's a huge extension on all of the Spider Man games, and it's going to probably be the, I think it's going to be the best Spider Man game ever made. It's coming out in September. Go to Game Informer, check it out. They put a video out almost every day last week. And they've all been freaking awesome. I'm just like blown away by how great that game looks. Speaking of great games and speaking of Sony exclusives, God of War gets critical acclaim. So I'm looking for I've been looking forward to the new God of War. The trailers looked amazing when they rolled it out in 2016 E3 and then they had the live orchestra and they showed the gameplay for the first time. It blew everybody away. It was so beautiful, crisp. The graphics were just unreal how good they looked. But reviews came out today, actually. Here's some scores. Just a little taste of the scores. I'll go through them really quickly. We got, this is going to be from VG247. This is where I'm seeing this compiled list. Uh, from them, they say it's one of the best games of this generation. Okay. Game Informer, 9.8. Polygon, 10. Destructoid, 10. Metroid, 9. Games Radar, 5 out of 5. IGN, 10. EGM 9.5, GamesBeat 90 out of 100, GameSpot 9, US Gamer 5 out of 5, Slant Magazine 4.5 out of 5, Eurogamer recommended, Guardian 5 out of 5, Push Square 10, Telegraph 5 out of 5. So yeah, there's just a few examples of some really amazing scores. This game is being lauded by critics. Everybody's loving it. So I'm excited to jump in. They say the story is the most deep and Kratos actually has dimension and he learns about being a father and about himself and it actually has a cool storyline and there's some surprises which I've been I muted God of War on Twitter because I don't want to accidentally get spoiled on what they are. <laughs> so I'm going to be playing that next it comes out next Friday so the hype is high for this one. It's going to be really really good. Yep. <sighs> It looks it looks amazing though, um, especially from the trailers I've seen. But I haven't played it. But the combat looks great. The animation is awesome. I keep saying the same adjectives for stuff: great and awesome and fantastic. But you know, <sighs> I need to get the source out and just start typing these in. Anyway, I think that's it for the show this week. Try to wrap it up real quick here <laughs> with some pluggy plugs. Uh, go over to my YouTube channel, bit.ly slash frantic sub. I made that goofy video. There's going to be an extra video every week, sometime in the weekend to Monday. So between Saturday and Monday every week. I'm not going to make it officially Monday so I don't feel too forced into the situation. But there's going to be some kind of video, usually about movies, video games, entertainment, something fun. I try to do something different. I'm been trying different stuff out. I am not a big channel, no, no matter what. So any feedback, any suggestions are nicely appreciated. I love that because then I can improve in the future. I've literally been doing some type of YouTube for over eight years. And I feel like I have never really found a footing. And I'm just kind of like make stuff for fun. So I <clears throat> will probably never be one of those 100,000 subscriber YouTube channels. But... I have such a good time making videos and it's a super awesome hobby and it's it's a really good process and it's cool to make little graphics and little effects and you know make scripts and talk about stuff I love and stuff I don't like and be critical about stuff. <sighs> YouTube's really good. It's a really good platform. I love it. Um, <coughs> but yeah, uh, 
check out Cartridge Club at cartridgeclub.org. There's lots of podcasts, videos, and blogs over there from a lot of my friends in the community, and it's one of the best communities on the web. One of the communities, best communities, period, I would say. Go over there, meet some people, talk to some people, go on to Discord, and that is bit.ly slash club discord. I'm plug it again. Uh, if you go to that same site, go to the forums. So that's cartridgeclub.org slash forums. You go over to Frantic Thoughts, click on the newest episode. We can have a conversation about this episode. We can have a nice little chat. We can continue the conversation off of the airwaves and continue it into next week, and we'll talk about stuff there. <clears throat> I think that's it for the show. I have something in my throat, and I keep clearing my throat loudly into the mic. And hopefully I remember to edit that out. <sighs> this is the second time recording the show. Just so you guys know, I recorded something that was about 30 minutes earlier. And it was yesterday and it completely aired out and messed up and I can recover it. So I had to re-record the show, but I feel like this one went just as good as that one, if not better. And that's okay. It happens. I'm not too stressed about it. It was, it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. Uh, I think that's it for the show. I have some cool stuff coming up that I cannot talk about. <laughs> I felt like a little little uh, nervousness in my stomach just saying that. But um, sometimes on the internet, I feel kind of like I'm making this stuff. And I'm like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And no one really pays attention. But then there's a, occasionally there's times where I'm like, hey, this is I'm doing this for fun. Why am I stressing about if everybody in the world sees this or not? If five people see it and they like it, then that's a good thing. So... Thanks for the few people that download this thing. I haven't had any downloads on my podcast in the last few days on my feed. So it was a little bit of a bummer. Like, I had steady downloads every day for, like, the last 30 days because they have stat tracking on Podbean. And then I go in there and, like, this entire last, last four days is just zero. So I'm like, oh, wow, am I doing something wrong? What's going on? Is it just a bad time of year for podcasts or... It has my visibility dropped down or what? So if you guys like the show, please share it around. Go to iTunes. Leave me a little review. Leave me constructive criticism at Frantic Society on Twitter, at Frantic, S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. If you don't like something in the show, if you think I can improve the show, if you think I need to change the format of the show, if you think I need to do it every other week to build up some news topics or whatever you want, let me know because I like doing the show. And I like doing it for me because it helps me vent, it helps me feel better. But I want to make a show and I want people to see it. So if uh, you could do any of those things, that'd be awesome. I'm done rambling now, so thank you guys for listening this week. And uh, check out the YouTube. We'll be making some more stuff over there. And as always, have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy the nice weather. Hopefully everybody's weather is getting better because I heard lots of people had snow again like in the middle of April, which is weird. Hopefully that's getting better. Hopefully we're getting some springtime weather out there. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend and an amazing week. There I go with those adjectives again. And love yourself, love one another, and have a great, amazing week. Which I, I said that twice. But anyway, see you later. Bye.